Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roll 'em If You Got 'em. I am Dakota, and I am joined by my co-host Carl. Welcome back, friends. And today we are going to be discussing a tournament that we played on the 31st of May. Um, we're going to give our reactions to how we played. We're going to go through um, some of the low-level statistics of the tournament. Um, how many, like what commanders were taken, what NCUs were taken, and then kind of how the whole tournament shook, shook out. Yes, um, we we air quotes tournament because it was. I mean, we had 10 people there, but we kind of threw it together like last minute. It was one of the things where we realized like everyone was available at the same time and everyone was willing to, um, you know, risk their uh, their lockdown a- along with potentially driving through downtown Cleveland that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was in Parma, so we, we were taking a, um, our safety into our own hands. Um, shout out to Gamers Haven for having us in there. We did um, we did all sign a waiver um, if we got COVID that it wasn't on them. Um, but it right. was great for them. It was different, man. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great that they let us actually come in and play some games. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, we, you know, we called it a, a tournament. We had a little bit of prize support, um, so, you know, some last minute stuff. Um, you know, we can get over that. We can go to, over that stuff in the end. But uh, yeah, it was fun, man. It was mm-hmm. nice getting back on the table again because, like I said, I haven't been up there since um, the middle of January, and this was Dakota's first time playing in a a store, like going to yeah. a place that wasn't my basement to play a song of <laughs> Ice and Fire. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I know last year I was trying to get out more about how our summer kind of broke down. Didn't really have a free weekend to actually go play or anything. And then kind of same thing going on the beginning of this year. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and it's like, well, um, I'll get out whenever I can. Basically, yes. All right. So we'll get started. Kind of go over some of the um, um, awards, I should say. Uh, Just kind of some little awards that we gave out before we actually get into the, that was given out. I shouldn't say we gave out, um, that were given out. Um, before we get into the tournament. Um, so the sportsmanship award actually went to Tim, the Lannister player. Um, Tim actually was a late fill in. He wasn't even playing until like a day before. Yeah. Like one late of the players the day before. Yeah. One of the players dropped out and he basically stepped up and got us back to 10 players, which is awesome. Um, because I know uh, Max, who is the TO, he basically said that he would have filled in in that position, but then he'd have been like TO in it and playing and it probably would end up being a big old cluster. Yeah, we so, um so I think shout out was, to Tim. I think it was Chad, right? I believe his name was Chad. He kind of had like a late dropout. He had yeah. uh he, he had, had some medical stuff, stuff going on mm-hmm. like the day before. And he's a very good Night's Watch player or no, uh Stark player. Very good yeah. Stark player. I mm-hmm. played against him our last event in it was a really good game came down to the wire. Really mm-hmm. good player. So, hopefully he's doing well they said he's doing well yeah yeah Um, wasn't willing to risk it no and completely understand that but yeah then tim tim filled in for him which was awesome um that he was able to like step up and get that spot filled yes good Um, job Tim. and then there was the best painted award went to dave who is a stark player um (laughs) uh so the game store to and then a third person actually they all looked went around checking out all the models and then voted on who they thought were the best painted. Um, I did check out Dave's. He had some pretty awesome painted um, berserkers. I looked at the, they were pretty sweet. Um, 
he had like a gray and blue color color scheme going on with them. They're pretty sweet. He uh, he said he does um just contrast paints, right? You know, I'm not sure. I did not even ask him about that. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was him I was talking to because I I played him game three. Mm-hmm. Um, man, them things are cool. Yeah, I haven't. Like the yeah, the pictures they look really good, but looking at them in person, you're like, man, those are cool. I haven't used them yet. I've stayed away from them, and then now I'm at the point to where it's like, well, what would I paint with them? Because I've mm-hmm. kind of already painted like a unit or two for like all of my factions. So I think maybe I take the plunge with some contrast uh, and gray joys. Uh, plunge, yeah, yeah. plunge. It's a bit of a pun there, right? But um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I just use like Wally World craft paint. So I mean, and... yeah, I go, I go a little <laughs> less homeless person on my paints, but I don't spend the big bucks for the right. uh, contrast yet. But I think with Greyjoys, it'll be cool because they're already, by what we've seen so far from that faction, they're so not pro neutral units that I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about one unit being contrast, another one being, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, traditionally mm-hmm. painted. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to dabble in those with the gray joys. Those things are cool. And yeah, Dave, Dave had a very nice looking army as they folded underfoot of the free folk horde <laughs> in the end, but we'll get to that. All right. All right so um, do you want to go through the final standings here now? I think, I think we're there. We can, we can, uh, we'll go bottom up in the standings. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Okay. Um, so coming in at 10 was Tim, who was uh, won the sportsmanship award. Um, he played some Lannisters still awesome job stepping in stepping in there tim what um, list uh what what commanders did he run so tim i can pull them out as we go oops sorry tim lannisters he ran a Tyrion and a high sparrow um as his list would and, you like me to go through them uh i don't think we need full okay, yeah. was a, a pretty uh conventional um faith list Mm, semi i wouldn't say it was an unconventional face list he had um warrior sons of the champion poor fellows champ expos preston knights and then mountain with an assault vet so okay. not like a huge uh faith spam mm-hmm. i should say but a, a pretty good mix of actual units in there which i think i think those lists can work too because high sparrow he doesn't really like he works with the high morale but he also helps high morale or lower morale Right. So he, yeah. No, I great for any list. I love seeing the high sparrow in any list. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen my I have a my triple halberdiers list that I mm-hmm. run with a high sparrow, and that list is so much damn fun to play. Yes, and I think it's because his his cards give you sort of that jack of all trades that you need. He's got the um the giant defense basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. He has the. He has a heal card, and then he has a... Oh, yeah, he's got a morale test on an activation to heal. And then he's got an... Um, the warrior. It. What's the warrior one? Wrath it's of the defi- warrior. Definitely a, an attack card. Um, yeah, Wrath of the warrior, when this unit makes a, a morale test, um, melee's attack gain plus one to hit and sundering. Okay. So, Otherwise, yeah. their melee, attack, melee attacks just gain plus one to hit. Yeah, very good jack-of-all-trades commander that... If, if anyone out there has only ever ran him in faith builds put him in other builds just literally yeah. take one of your favorite armies and just swap commanders right and yeah and play it with him and you'll be like oh wow he can literally play any 
list. Yeah, he's super good because he doesn't even need the um, he doesn't need like an affiliation. Um, a lot of right. the other NCU's commanders, they might need an affiliation or something else with them. His is just you know passing morale test, which he then also as a thing gets a plus two to morale test, which is you know anything the Lannisters are going to bring are going to be like seven or better. Right. Yep. Anything outside build. their morale builds. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yep. Okay. So. All right. Then we had Adam came in ninth. Adam ran free folk. Um, Adam's commanders were Rattlesher and the Weeper. Um, he had out of his list, he had four skin changers per list, which um, I'm not sure the composition he ran out of them, but there was four skin changers in each list. I know because I I played Adam in game two. He ran his rattle shirt list. Mm-hmm. He ran eagle, bear, bear, wolf. Um, the wolf did not proc a single time. The you know if you roll a one, take an additional wound as mm-hmm. defensively. Um, the double bears. I'm trying to remember. I know one bear just kind of hung out on an objective. He mm-hmm. kind of had a bear on an objective and its skin changer and a unit of trappers, and they got him some easy points right, just yeah. hanging out on objectives. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, trappers are super easy to kill, so I yeah. killed them. I killed that bear with it. Right. Um, eagle and bear. I mean, eagle. Eagle's amazing. I ran. I ran skin changers. Uh. In one of my list, I have three of them. I double eagle and bear. I love the eagle. Yeah, I think too. I think the wolf really needs to have like those um, the chosen of Steyr that pass out the weakened tokens. I feel really feel like you got to be able to get weakened out there to be able to proc that wolf um, to to make up some mileage for one to bring them. Uh, well, the the no the wolf is when the unit the wolf is on rolls defensive saves. For every roll of a oh. one is an additional wound. I was thinking it was when they attacked. Yeah, so it'd almost oh. be like a vulnerable token. Hmm. Yeah. But to really get your mileage out of it, you're going to make them reroll everything that's not a one, which yeah. on a unit that's saving on like a four, you don't really want to do that. But a unit no, that's saving really. on a six, you're like, well, they're going to take these wounds anyways. Why mm-hmm. not? You know, I don't yeah. like the wolf. He just he needs something, and I don't, really don't know what it is. Right, yeah. I mean, I haven't looked at him a whole terrible lot just to, because I don't play free folk. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like that the wolf is the probably the least, least used one right now. And I think the eagle, too, looking at that one, uh, I would like the eagle in every other army. I mean, that's pretty cool I, for, I, for I, one point. I absolutely love the eagle. And when you, like I said, I bring two of them, it's two points. You're not really especially as free folk you try to focus your attention on one unit at a time mm-hmm. because you're all you know you're rolling pretty crappy dice for most of your list right. builds yep so if i can put two eagles out there like I, those are the units i'm planning on attacking those are probably going to be all of my charges yep yep so all of my charges i'm going to get these um really great bonuses from i mean mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome yeah all right, moving up the list. So oh, Adam oh. also went zero and three. Um. Yes, Adam went zero and three. Also. Okay. Um, yes, and then moving up the list then was Brant. Um. Oops, I have the wrong list. Oh, but one it last was- thing. Um. So sure. Ad- Adam was a bit of a newer player. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but he, he was still you could tell he had he had the basics down he definitely had the fundamentals and if you're learning with free folk that's you're that's an uphill battle anyways because your your stuff's basically everything's squishy yeah i know he ran um double trapper he ran Rattleshirt Commander, so he had the Bone Lord Chosen. Yep. He ran Cave Dweller Savages, and he ran a Giant. Yeah, it was Bone Lord's Chosen, Rattleshirt, Double Trapper, um, Savages, Savage Giant, and then there was a Skin Changer in everything except the Giant, obviously, and then Harma was also in the Savages. Yes, um, yeah, he had that little Harma yeah. slingshot, and I think he was yeah. running Lady Val also. Yep, uh, Lady Val um, Steyer. But I... I don't remember if he ended up using the Lady Val Harma slingshot or not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he was, so he was a newer player, but you could definitely tell like he's got it figured out. He just, I think he just needs some more games in with free folk to learn that you need punches and bunches with those guys. Yeah. And then absolutely looking at his, um, his other army list too. He did. I think he did a great job of making them pretty similar where you're not having a bunch of different rules where you're completely having to change if you want to switch mm -hmm. um, because that one was Raiders Raiders. Um, trappers, trappers with skin changers, spearwives with egret, raiders, raiders, both with skin changers, and then weaver commander. And then it was Steyr, Craster, Val. So a lot of, you know, same rules coming on there, which I think that's, you know, smart move by maybe a newer player just to have simple rules. Um, right. Yeah. Even Keep with a kind of similar list. Mm -hmm. That way you're not, you know, all over the place and it allows you to, once again, nail those fundamentals. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right, so moving up the list then, um, the next one at number eight was Brandon. Brandon was a, another Lannister player. Brandon went one and two. Um, I actually played Brandon in my first game, um, which this was, I've actually played Brandon before on tabletops, and Brandon's a pretty solid player. Um, I think I ran a pretty, I wouldn't say cheesy list, but it was a very, very tough list. It, it was Starks. It was cheesy. It, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that cheesy. It was cheesy in a different way. It was a great John list, so it was a little, che little cheesy, different way. Um, but he ran Tyrion, and then also High Sparrow Commander. Um, yeah. Which Brandon, one did he run against you? He ran the Tyrion one against me, and it was thing. The thing that I would say it was in Fire and Blood, so he didn't really have a great unit to mark in mind because my list was, um, Sworn Swords, Berserker, Berserker, Outriders, and then the Rickon and Brandon Hodor were each in a berserker and great John was in the sworn swords. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a brutal. Like, so did he mark sworn sword berserker then? He, he did mark a berserker unit. Yes. He marked the sworn Oof. swords and a berserker. I don't know I what think... the, I don't know what the lesser two evils is there. At least the berserkers will hopefully die a little easier than the um, outriders. Yeah. That's the thing. I think, think he did kill the unit that he marked of the berserkers i mean honestly every one of my games was a bloodbath so <laughs> i mean by the end of the game everybody like the, every, anybody walked by and be like why why is there nothing left and it's just like that's just how the game goes i think i do remember look turning over and looking the one time and it was like literally like two wolves still on the table or something <laughs> yeah i mean I, maybe um, that, that must have been a different game with you but yeah no it was i mean legitimately i know he killed like 21 points of mine and i ended up killing every one of his units um just because you know as we were going tournament setting so it was like kill them all right um, yep and but yeah like i think i had like one unit of berserkers left on the table or my outriders or something yeah because my outriders died to like stormcrow archers um 
they like failed a big tannic test and then they had like two wounds left and they couldn't save um some hits nice but but yeah no i mean brandon is a pretty solid player he had i would say he had a you know some tough first matchups he played me and then he played bob with the night's watch and then he played tim the lannister the other lannister player um so he, he you know he had some pretty good competition did you 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 won right yeah i won yes and then he went and played bob yes then he played bob with his next game i wonder how that happened um the thing is is bob in the well we'll get to bob but bob in the first game didn't have that many um like he won i will say but he only killed nine points of units in that first game so he didn't he didn't have very many kill points compared to everybody else who won oh bob yeah. did yeah bob had like everybody else who yeah. won. everybody that won was in the 20s for their kill points they, um brandon was even at 21 kill points but bob was at nine for um those points. oh and I, I guess it was a slim victory or whatever because yeah. there was only one point difference between mm-hmm. me and bob yeah so yep the it it made bob kind of go lower but we'll get to bob. yeah yeah <laughs> i wasn't all thinking right. all right then kind of get getting to the next player up here um it was actually dave who ran starks um dave's commanders were roderick and rob um obviously he ran roderick bowman and then rob was rob was a pretty diverse list um since he was the first Stark player, I will say these Stark players, which were myself and Dave, we averaged two wolves per list. So we basically all both, if we were bringing Rob, only brought one brother. Or if we didn't bring Rob, we brought... You still brought two wolves? No, he actually brought Rob in his Roderick lift, but we, we still brought two wolves. So um, both lists had two wolves for both of you? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, neither of us brought all three. Um so I uh, think you guys are disappointing Night's Watch players, and I applaud you for it. We're not disappointing Night's Watch players. We're disappointing <laughs> players. Well, the thing too. Is oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Damn, I, I don't know where my head is tonight. <laughs> well, I'll get it to me, but yeah, I mean, just two wolf average. Um, so it wasn't like too much cheese. Uh, yes. Did you play against Dave? I did not. You played against Dave though. Dave actually, he went one one and one. Um, which Ugh. we'll get to that tie, but he actually played Adam first, um, who's a free folk, and then he played Chris as a Night's Watch, and then he finished up his last game with against you. Yes, yeah, so I know our game, I went first in the first round. It was Dance of Dragons, so we had 12-inch deployment zone. I went first in the first round and started off with dropping Yarl Trappers right mm-hmm. behind Greywind mm-hmm. and uh, Rob in... Robin the Tully Shields. Right. And he he knew that if he did anything with Grey Wind, it could die. And he also knew that if he did nothing with Grey Wind, it would die. <laughs> and I don't what did I do? I didn't get to take the swords with Steer. He blocked me there, but I did influence those trappers with Steer and mm. I deployed him within shooting distance of uh, Greywind's flank. So I pretty much started the game off with killing Greywind. Right. See, I think that turns into one of those little like, I don't know how much he's played Free Folk, 
but like knowing free folk and seeing like you're all on the other side like my wolves have to go into the middle of the table to, for deployment like they're gonna be nowhere near the edge of that table well i think a lot of times people don't realize yarrow can deploy to start the game yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I think I think because you know a lot of those um, deploy lates are beginning of round kind mm -hmm. of things, and as their action, Yarl is not Yarl is. I get to just plunk him right there, right behind your stuff, and you know, and yeah, he's gonna die, but he's in trappers. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, care. The thing with him is, it's when you claim the maneuver zone, you replace that effect with the deploy Yarl's unit. Yeah, um, anywhere fully within short range of a flank edge, and it's not their activation, so he yeah. can, can get deployed and not be activated. Uh, and I drew, no, oh, I drew um, endless horde to start the game. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Did he kill him in round? Yeah, I don't think he killed him in round one because he used the Tullys to maneuver and then he did something with the bowman and got quite a few shots off with them mm -hmm. if they i don't yeah i think they died either like right at the beginning of round two and then my first turn of round two i brought them back right. on, my, on my side of the board so i was like i'm out nothing and i killed a wolf which got me closer on the activations and because it was nine to ten activations right to start the game so mm -hmm. it got me to 10 8 which I felt much more comfortable with. And I got my unit right back and then went and stuck him in the middle of the battlefield. And then it was like this giant dead zone mm -hmm. where he had um, the other wolf, whichever other one he was running summer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he couldn't do, he couldn't move it at all because my trappers. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's tough with Yarl in there getting those wolves. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, free, that's free victory points right out the gate. Almost. Um, all right, so moving up the list, the next player was Chris, and Chris I lost, was... I lost comms again. Are you good? Hello, hello? Check, check. Okay, yeah, I don't, I've lost comms a couple times, but I, I think it's still picking you up. I think we've had this issue before, so we'll just mm -hmm. continue on. All right, continuing on. All right, so moving up the list um, at the next place, which was so Dave was seven at number six was Chris. Chris was the Knights, it was a Night's Watch player. Um, Chris's commanders were Jon Snow and Alistair. Um, Chris went one, one, and one also, and nothing crazy stood out with his list. He did, um, he did run Aim and Craster both lists, but then he switched it between Varys and Walder. Um, just kind of NCU wise, uh, but nothing too crazy. He, like I said, he won his first game against Tim. Then he had a tie against Dave, and then I played him in the last game, um, and I played Starks against him. Obviously, um, that he lost, but it was a good game. I, so I played him in the last game, which was um, Dance with Dragons, and I shouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say it was cheese. I mean, he's playing the game. I basically played the game mode better like he killed a lot of my units but i was able to like run away with the objectives and just you know chunk up some tokens um, right right the final in that game was like 10 to 5 um so i ran a rob commander i ran run runaway rob which is super tough in that game mode in my opinion and i know like the first move i did like round one i activated my outriders moved them up hit like a long charge and then like hit and ran out of there 
and they picked up a token. So all of a sudden, I got a token round one. The NCU shot off token even and like jumped back out of there. I did make a new play and like pivoted one of my units that it didn't interfere with the charge, but when I retreated, I couldn't finish. So I like I could have went back like three or four more inches, but just got in my own way. Um, super noob move, but so you know you'll learn. Right. Um, also, quick shout out to Chris. He has a Twitch channel also that he's just getting up and running. It's called Sunday Slaughter. Yes. And so pretty much the this Gamers Haven groups gets together every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he's going to try to start streaming those games uh, consistently. So run on over to Twitch. Yep. Give him a follow. And he has a couple of awesome dice trays for his uh, his streams, too. By the way, yeah. a couple of custom ones. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a fun game with Chris. I mean, if we were playing something other than dance, I definitely think he probably would have got the better of me. Um, just running, runaway Rob is so good in that game. So it. did he run Jon Snow or did he run Alistair? He ran Jon Snow. He ran some Snow Vets, Sworn Bros, Ghost Sworn Bros, Little Crossbows, Aiming Craster Bears. Um, and all of his do- units did great work, but I ran um rob in sworn swords serio sworn swords rick on sworn swords very unit of trackers outriders and then the two wolves and then my ncus were sansa aria roderick um so i had some pretty pretty sizable mobility there gotcha gotcha and I, I know like one of my first moves i actually marched my trackers up then round two did the aria free maneuver shot at a unit and then i even took the combat zone like i shifted and then I took the combat zone and like shifted again to like get out of their line of sight um, for just how I was able to move. And I shot at something else um, and then like kind of turn them into a distraction. Sounds. Sounds like it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked out. Yeah. They definitely um, took away. Um, so it was like a three NCU, three NCU type about there what about um what his alistair list look like so his alistair list was alistair conscripts vets sworn bros with john ghost trackers craster aemon walder so both i mean both of us were running running um three nc list gotcha yeah at, at the end i want to go over like how many of the what 20 total list had three and how many had two and all that good stuff but we'll finish going over oh, the yeah. rankings first here yes um yeah so that was chris chris was at number six all right so number five on the list was jared um and jared was the other free folk was another free folk player. Yeah, we had we had three out of our ten free folk. I almost went. I really wanted to go Targaryens for this things, but I just got like a bad taste in my mouth from the Northern Realms gaming event right now, and I was like, oh, they're just. I don't know. I kind of wish I would have even without the heroes, but now that I've seen the heroes and know what they're bringing to Targaryens, 
I just want Targaryen heroes and I don't want to play them without them. So Yeah, and to go off of that, we only played what was officially released through June. So it wasn't even like you could bring Rose Knights or Rollar Faithful or even Unsullied for that matter, I don't think. We we could have brought Unsullied, yes. Oh, okay, I didn't I didn't know. Um because I do know you have a unit of Unsullied. I didn't I couldn't remember if that was allowed or not. Yes. Um, so yeah, but Adam, or sorry, not Adam. I was looking at him sheet there. Jared was the was two of three free folk players, um, and he brought a Tormund and a Mance list, um, and they were pretty good. He ended up going two and one. He played uh, Brian in the first game, and then he played Tim and Adam um, in games two and three. Um, he lost to Brian and then won his next two. Man, so Adam had. His uh, was that his last game that Jared played Adam? Yes. So Adam played games two and three against Free Folk yes. as a Free Folk player. Yeah, that's pretty rough because I mean, I mean, you basically, I mean, obviously the mirror matches I think are always tough. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not like you have any like other tricks, it's like oh, I know all their tricks, and it's basically like right. You're fighting over tactics boards. <laughs> you're yeah. Ouch ouch but yeah um yeah so so jared finished number five um looking at his list he brought tormund skin changer tormund raider skin changer um harmor raiders giant giant raiders raid leader raiders raid leader egret stire craster and then the other list was mance skin changer raiders harmor raiders um, Raiders, Raid Leader, Skin Changer, Raiders, Raid Leader, Trappers, Trappers, Spear Wives, Animatriarch, Craster, Stire, Val. Um, so he had 11 and 10 activations? Yes. Yes, he did. Ooh. And like I said, with the Skin Changers, not sure what his composition was on those. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's another thing I love about Skin Changers is I don't have to decide until that unit like hits the table. That That is pretty good, too. So, um... That, I mean, that's just such a tactical advantage because I, I can look at him and be like, oh, he's bringing a skin changer and then saying, well, what is it going to be? Is it a bear? Is it an eagle? Is it a wolf? Right. Like I can look at um, the terrain mm-hmm. be like, oh, man, there's a, a bog and a corpse pile and a forest. Like mm-hmm. I better grab, you know, I better make sure I got at least one or two eagles here. Or if it's, you know, weirwood trees and um, a, pal- a couple palisades or something. Like you're it's going like, all oh, bears. Yeah, I might I might just go extra bears, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that having that tactical flexibility is huge because I mean you can't obviously do that with like a dire wolf where I mean you're getting the dire wolf that's and that's all you get. Um, so as like a solo, just that flexibility I think is pretty cool. Yeah, love them, love them. All right, so that was Jared at number five, and then I myself finished at four. Woohoo! Good job. Uh, I. Th- so for me, I'll just talk about, I played Brandon, who is a Lannister in the first round. I played Brian, which is a Lannister in the second round and lost. And then I played Chris in the third round, who is Night's Watch, and I won. So I went two and one. Um, the first game against Brandon, like I said, I tabled him because it was, you know, tournament-wise, like going all out to win it um, to get the more points. And then in the second game against Brian, if I did, I did have a chance to win it, um, but I made some user errors and I basically blew it on myself um and I, I got myself tabled which i could have lost i could have just straight up lost and not 
you know, it had been like a close loss or whatever it was. It had been like two or three victory points. I'm not sure what that consists of. Um, but I'm in it to win it. So I moved a to Berserkers completely across the table within a round and a half um, to go kill some Knights of Castor the Rock. Um, and I got there and I got the charge. And then I think I got hit back, but I never, I forgot to proxy or to use my go down fighting. So I lost two ranks, didn't take those two extra runes. And then those knights end up living with two wounds left um, throughout the whole thing. So if I would have remembered to hit that. Um, I could have got rid of those knights, um, but they ended up living and they retreated and were able to like charge back in and kill me. Um, Man, that's... Which, he could have, which even too, he could have, like we were talking about, he could have ran away, but he's like, I ain't going to run away. Um, I ain't about that. And I'm like, okay. Um, so it was pretty rough. I mean, user error. I mean, even though I totally built the list around having go down fighting, um, I just forgot about it. Like just total new, new moment forgetting about something. That is a, uh, that's, that's big feels bad right there. Yeah. Which like, like after it happened, like a turn or two later, I was like, Oh, Oh, I missed it. And like two other guys are standing there like, Oh, we see what you missed too now. And it was like, I'm like, well, that's my, my fault. Yeah. But no, it was a super good game. That was a great John versus um, Gregor also. Um, so it was a bloodbath. One of the cool, I pulled an awesome combo out early which was I had Brandon Hodor and Berserkers um, front charge Gregor and Halberdiers. He used his order for attacking back, but I did have Summer in the flank of the Halberdiers. So basically he attacked me. Then I charged with Summer plus two dice and used skin changing on him. Um, I think I had like five or six hits um, into the flank of the Halbs. And then I used my attack um, or, and I played Lash out because it's two different things that didn't trigger together. And then I was able to attack and I one shot somehow, but years by charging them um, through a couple different things. So that was pretty cool. That, yeah. It's like one of them dream combos right there where everything yeah, comes together. Yeah, it basically all lined up and I had the right cards and it was just like, yeah, that worked really, like, that actually worked. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, awesome. I think the one thing too that I would change is I. I think I played all my games really fast. Like I could have slowed down in every single game and just said, you know, thought about my moves. I think that was my problem in that game. Just playing quick, not thinking. Um, but you'll have that. Yeah. That's what happens when you haven't got to leave your house. And yeah, I think months, it was, except for going to work. So you just yeah, get so excited. I was so excited. There was a couple times, I will say super dumb moves on my part. A couple times I rolled a panic test with three D6 and I rolled it and then we looked at it and it's like, there's no D3 there. So, I mean, I would re-roll it. Like, I think I, like, you know, even if you add them up, either anyway, I would have passed them, but it's just like, what an idiot. Right. Like, I did it two or three times and I was like, I'm going to remember to grab the D3 um, just because like how I had my dice sitting in front of me. Um, but yeah, it was just so much fun. Super fun, super great guys to play with too. Yeah, it was a very good day. Um, so now our top three here. So top three. So at number three was Brian, who beat me to basically get into that final table. We both won our first two games. He beat me, and then he made the final table. Brian ran Lannisters, um, and he ran. He brought Gregor Tyrion as his commanders, but I do know he only ran his Gregor list the whole time because he's. Totally I mean. Perfect. Told me in the first game, yeah. He first game he ran Gregor, he, me he ran Gregor, and then I looked over and I saw that he was running against Bob in that third game. Um, 
I know I won't. Yeah. So number three, he did go two and one. Um, he beat Jared and then me. Um, and then he had a matchup with Bob. Um, but I liked his list. So he ran Gregor Halbs, Mountainsman Sandor, Mountainsman Stormcrow, and then Knights, and then Tyrion Pycelle Cersei. Pretty strong list. I mean, not a. I mean, a lot of good units and a lot of the Gregor right there going on. Tyrion Pycelle Cersei. Yeah, yeah, I like that list a lot. And it was the one cool, I know against him. Another thing I should say. Obviously, he used Tyrion's order in the first two rounds. At one point, he had like both times he used it. I had such good cards in my hand. He couldn't even choose which ones to get rid of because I think I had like Swift Advance, Sudden Charge, and how the table was. He was like, I don't think like he ended up discarding my Swift Advance. He's like, I can't let you get to like this position or I am effed. That's terrifying, right there. Yeah, which when was you... terrifying because he like it was so funny too because he looked at it, he's like. He's like, at least I know you have the sudden charge. But he's like, man. Um, and then the other time, I think it was like a devastating impact and something else. Like, it was two other really good cards. It's brutal. Yeah, it was super brutal. Um, but no, he was a really good player, too. So you played you played Lannister, Lannister, Night's Watch? Yes, I did. Um, Lannister, Lannister, Night Watch was the matchup for me. Um, which I think is tough. I think like the Stark's natural counters is that Lannister just being able to like counterplot and make me discard cards and doing a bunch of like crappy Lannister things. Yep. Um, so I, I mean, a couple tough matchups there at the beginning for me. That's for sure. Um, yeah, so... I didn't. Uh, I didn't play against any Lannisters. Which is, I yeah. don't remember last time I played against. Uh... I think the last time we played, I think we played uh, Dark Wings, Dark Words, and I ran them. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah, that would have been yeah, the last that time. Been, I... That would been it. But that was like one of the few times I've actually played Lannisters. Yeah. Um, all right. So Brian was number three, and he ran some Lannisters, Gregor Lannisters, the whole time. Then at number two, we had Carl. Yes, I. Um. So I I lost my first game against Bob. There was. It was a hell of a game. So there was a very pivotal moment um, in round three where I'd accidentally swift advanced a giant. And then I charged with him. He watched it on the wall. Charged with the Sworn Bros. I countercharged the Sworn Bros. Had done whatever my next turn was. And then we'd realized about the swift advancing the giant. So we actually like rewound time back to the beginning of the round. Mm -hmm. And it put me at really, it put me at a massive disadvantage because I kind of card dumped on him too. I had, think I had four cards in my hand and I'm pretty sure I played all of them. Right. In those first couple of attacks. Mm -hmm. So like I ended up, I don't remember exactly how I ended up doing things after that, but like his, when he did use his watcher on the wall, because I countercharged the rear of sworn brothers with um, <laughs> some Raiders. And, you know, when he did watch around the wall, like it just, he knew with countercharges in my hand. So it was, it was very difficult. Once again, I Yarrow trappered beginning of the game right behind his lines. And it kind of put his whole army right in the corner. Um, yeah. 
I remember looking over and at one point, I mean, we even posted some pictures. His whole army was basically like on the back edge of the table. Like, yeah. It looked like you're old trapper and he went, that unit is dying. And he like basically turned around everything to go get it. Yes, he did. Um, it at one point in round three, it was either eight, nothing or nine, nothing. And he was winning, but I'm looking at the table and I'm like, man, this thing ain't over yet. <laughs> at the end of round four, it was eight to nine. And we were, t- we got timed out. Yep. And I had, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had a unit of vets with six wounds left. Mm-hmm. At one point in the last round, they only had three wounds left. I charged them with a giant and I rolled double ones on my charge. So that would have been an insta kill there. And then later in the round, I killed his last unit of sworn brothers. Um, It was a really good game. It was kind of crazy how it, how it played out. Uh, but yeah, like turn one of round five, his varies was out of tokens. So I would have steered the combat zone, attacked with the giant, did, um, ha- you know, if I hit 2d3 plus two wounds or just d3 wounds, if I miss it, I had five units or four units on the table and the giant, I think maybe five units. Cause I know I endless hoarded one. Yeah, I needed like one turn in round five to to get him, but I didn't get it. Yeah, that was oh. tough too. I mean, um, that was rough. It was real rough. Good job, Bob. Yeah, good job, Bob. Obviously, um, having that replay back is tough. I mean, that's a super tough position too because I know the the TO Max. He's I don't remember how he saw it. I think it was because you guys were streaming. I I told him. Oh, you told him. Oh, right. He, he walked past and he's like, "What is going on here?" And I was like, oh, you know, this and that and that. And he's like, you can't swift advance a giant. And I'm just like, oh, and then we rewound it back. So, yeah, it was a combination of Bob knowing everything in my hand Mm -hmm. and losing all that time, even though Max gave us some extra time at the end. He'd give you extra time, yeah. You know, who's to say whether or not it was as much time as we kind of wasted prior. It was a... Yeah, that was kind of a rough one. I think that's a tough situation too. I, I, I do think they did it. Max did it correctly by making your rewind, but I do think that's tough. I mean, obviously, if it was a bigger tournament, I don't think you can really take back time like that. Right. Um, Granted, yes, I should have. I should have known you can't swift advance a giant, but it's like I said, I've been playing Targaryens last. Mm -hmm. I really haven't played Free Folk since January when the last event, because I got kind of burnt out on them beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, me and you played a ton of free folk games just to get. Yeah, it. yeah, and I I got burnt out on them, and I don't think I touched them. Because did you play them when we did the starter sets tournament? You played them both times, or did I play them once? You played them once. I played them once. You played them once, but you did play them. I played them against you with Night's Watch. Like you played Night's Watch, so it was pretty. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um. Pretty okay. Awesome. Yeah, I, my audio cut out again, but. So the last time I think I played them was our starter sets tournament against your Baratheons. Yeah, you played them against my Baratheons. And um, I'm pretty sure that's the only time I've played them since January, since January's event. So yeah, I like I, I should have known you could swift advance a giant, but it just happened. And then you know, it, that's a bigger tournament though. I don't know how they do that, because on the other hand, it's I think yeah, I think it'd be I think it's to... kind of my opponent's responsibility to catch that too. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. You definitely both need to know what's going on. Thankfully, it was everything was simple enough to where we could run that back. Yeah, it was. But man, it was huge. Yeah, that was a huge. Granted, if we don't run that back, though, that game's probably over in round three. Because I it was debilitating. Right. I think I rolled a, a three on the damage, so it was like five wounds to some sworn or to the vets, and then the sworn bros got rear charged, and it was it was about to be over very quickly. And I still had Yarl hanging out in the back all by himself with no right. immediate threats either. It was a really good game though. And yeah, then but in the end, Bob did win the game. Yes, Bob won. I know he ran Alistair all three of his games. And oh, yeah, think, going into, so number one overall now, Bob. Yes, you didn't pick that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he ran Alistair all three games, and I think I think he kind of did it to because he's aware of the negative stigma with Jon Snow. Yeah. Like, as basically being the commander that Night's Watch players run, like, it feels like 90% of the time. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure it's not. I know Awful has gained more popularity over <laughs> over time now. I've seen. Yeah, I would people... say Awful's probably like the second most used because uh, NCU free NCU and then throwing like that mobility out there, super strong. Yeah, I've seen um, Donald Noy. I've seen people try to run him a few times. That one doesn't yeah. pan out very well yet. Yeah, he ran um, Alistair the whole time. Yep, and he ran. Um, just to go over the Alistair list of his, he ran Alistair. Alistair Vets, Swarm Bros, Swarm Bros, Ranger Trackers, Aemon, Varys, um, Corrin, Half Hand. Yes. So, prize uh, for number one was an awesome tactics board that the store 3D printed and had mm-hmm. someone paint, and they did an amazing job. But it was like a. Oh, how would you describe it, Dakota? <laughs> kind of like a kind of looked like a stage setup i i that's a terrible description of it yeah it, it had like some stairs going up and then on the top it had where you could put a tactics board in it so you could see what the zones were doing but then on it itself it had the slots where you could put your ncus in it um or you could use that back slot if you want to put like your ncu cards for like it, if you- it almost looked like it belonged in like an ancient catholic church yeah yeah i would agree with that like it had like a gothic kind of look to it like it was it's sweet um yeah, it was super cool i kind of wish i would have bought one i didn't buy one and now i wish i would have bought one i knew i wish i would have bought one at the time but oh well for second place i got some war rigs so the little perfect p- pivoty things um i got three infantry and one cav i think i'm definitely going to figure out if the store can print these or i think chris printed these exact ones yeah i think chris did but i do know the store said that they could print them and i think somebody else even said they could yeah i want more um (laughs) i haven't got to play with them yet other than like i haven't got to like literally play with them yet i've just like put some trays on and pushed them around i think they're gonna be awesome Mm -hmm. i definitely want to get four of each um Is four enough though? I don't think four would be enough of each for me. I run a lot of infantry, uh, hmm. but obviously you run targs, so right. If I start running targs, obviously because all of my units are about to start costing fifteen points. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no that. Well, then I'll um, probably need some siege too. I'm, I'm gonna wait for the Rakars to come out to figure out what trades I need. But I'm definitely gonna get more of these things. These things are sweet. If anyone has been like thinking about getting them. Or even trying them out, like, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, and another cool thing, too, with the trophy, 
the first place trophy as we went along they had printed out these little banners for every one of the factions and as they were all statistically eliminated they would glue it on and then night's watch obviously got glued on the front because bob won and he was running night's watch yes um, so it ended up looking pretty cool um in the end with just like all the faction banners out there yep um but yeah so so all right, i have a couple questions because you have all the stat papers here Yes. Out of the 20 list, mm-hmm. how many of them had three NCUs? Thirteen. Thirteen of them had. Thirteen, and then the other seven had two. I'm yep. assuming we didn't have any one NCUers. Nope, there was no one NCUers. 13. And I will say two, like two of the high sparrow list were two NCUs. Um, just, just kind of th- throwing that one out there. So you know, NCU commanders with only two NCUs. Uh, just other than that, not really any consistent thing with just the number of commanders. Just the um, thirteen with three. 13. You know what I, I, you know what I just realized. Hmm. It maybe it's because we knew going into this we weren't playing Game of Thrones. There was. High Sparrow is the only NCU commander that came. Yeah, it definitely was. There was no Howland. There's no Awful. There's no Roos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we didn't have any Baratheon players because no one has their hands on their hero boxes yet. Yeah, I mean, I would have been the only Baratheon player that could have played. Um, and I, they basically even said too that I could proxy in a commander if I wanted to because I do have like the starter, so I could have ran you know Renly or Stannis. Um, then a proxy in any of the starters if like they had their car so i could have proxied like penrose because i could have you have a new i know you have a night's watch hero so we could have got like all three of those cards around um to get noise like defensive counter mm-hmm. but i wasn't about that and you know unit wise i just didn't really want to bring only starter units um so i ended up going with starks um, yeah and it was, I, i'm not one to do like a lot of proxying and i just wasn't too sure either like the amount of player like the level of everybody that was going to be in it to be like, oh, this unit is a unit of something that I don't have the card for, or this attachment. Right, right, yeah. I just yeah. want to try to keep it as simple as possible. Um, like even on my list, I should say on my list, I ran all starter box units other than one unit of uh, Kriyanigman trackers, and then it was you know hero box stuff. So, you know, right away it was you know my list were pretty basic, pretty straightforward. And then as far as NCUs, so all three Free Folk players had Steer in both of their lists. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we actually talk? We'll talk about the final tables first, and then we'll get into some of the NCU numbers. How about that? Okay. Okay. So just to go over the final tables, because we wanted to hit on this and then kind of hit with the one controversial point. Um, so final tables at the top table was Brian and Bob. Then Carl and Dave were at table two. Me and Chris were at three. Jared, Adam, we're at four, and then Tim and Brandon were at table five. Um, so the only reason we're kind of talking about the final tables was because there was one tie. And might be like, well, what's that tie matter? Well, if that tie doesn't happen, Bob doesn't even make top table. Um, That's and, crazy. And with his points destroyed, um, he could have moved into second, um, but I don't think he could have won it, even if he'd have won all three. Um, just because Brian, if Brian won, Brian killed a lot of points. And then 
Dave and Chris also killed a substantial number of points. Um, so really, the, the if the final with if the tie wouldn't have happened, and I did even hear that a wolf may have blocked like ten attacks sundering, you know, something nuts. In I lit. do remember hearing about that. So like, you know, there could have been some dice gods making that tie happen, right? Maybe Chris should have been in the final. Maybe something happened where Dave should have been. We're not sure who should have been, but really points-wise, either of them could have been if they had won. I think Dave survived Chris's attack, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was something, yeah, it was like 10 dice was sundering. Yeah. So um, the wolf would have been saving on fours or fives? Uh, fours. Fours, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're threes. Also- Wolf would have been saving on four, so I mean that's oh a pretty. Goodness. So really, like the if the tie never happens, we'll pretend that it was just a straight up. You know, one of them wins. I won't say who wins because I'm not sure who, but it would have been Brian, the winner of Chris and Dave, and then we could have potentially seen a Bob and Carl rematch on table two. Not sure if Max would have set it up where they could have played each other again. Um, and then at table three, it would have been me and Jared, and then the loser of Chris and Dave. Uh, well. Table three would have been me and Jared. Table four would have been the loser of Chris and Dave, Adam. And then table five would have been Tim and Brandon. Um, so really, like, that one tie basically changed up the whole tournament on who was going to be going where. That's insane. I mean, because the really the thing was, is Bob in that first round, he only destroyed nine points of units. So um, they, they destroy the same amount of points and everything? Between, thought... Chris, between Chris and Dave? Yeah. Well, at the end I of thought the... that was the tiebreaker. No, so they called it. So no, they were basically. Ooh, they might have. So let's see here. Dave in the first game, he's destroyed twenty, and then Chris in the first game destroyed twenty-two, and then Dave's. So, uh, crap. What's twenty-two minus thirty-seven? Fifteen. Um. What is? Well, negative fifteen, but. Uh, 41 minus 20 is only 21. So no, they didn't actually just, they, Dave did destroy more points. Hmm. I wonder um, if tournament tiebreakers work. Yeah, out. I think, I think that one might be different, but basically they, at the end of round two with their tie, they both destroyed more points than Bob did up to that point. So if you just say, if you add like, you know, the total like tournament points or the secondary points um, for like a winner, say everything's the same except one person actually scored like the victory points right you know they had been final table so how many points total did bob destroy um over the entire tournament yeah 57 and how many did i destroy 70 okay i just wanted to make sure (laughs) really so bob scored 57 which was the third highest amount followed by chris who destroyed 56 I destroyed 55, Dave destroyed 52, and then it was Brandon at 47, Jared at 44, Tim at 42, and Adam at 36 for the who, entire tournament. So who was number two? Number two was Brian. He's destroyed 65. Oh, yeah, he said he ran mountain the whole time. Oh, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, you, gave him, you'll I, gave get him, that. I gave him a crap ton of points. So at the end of round two, he had 53. Um he had 53 at the end of round two because he he's destroyed 24 in the first round and then whatever the balance was between that but he just he destroyed my whole field army in that second round man yeah um so yeah so 
I mean, obviously we all give Bob crap for winning, but he like lucked into this final one. Like it happened because of the tie. Like he did it fair. And there square. was there was uh, a lot. Yeah, there, there's a lot of luck that I, happened to get. I him didn't there. know. I didn't know that had that tie not happened, he doesn't even make final table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, final. I mean. Yeah, he wouldn't have made the final table, and he could have rematched you. I don't know if obviously Max might have looked at it and been like, "You guys already played," and then swapped. I, I feel like, I feel like or Jared. since our game was eight to nine, I feel like he would have given us that rematch. If it's if that's how it worked <laughs> out, I I would hope he'd be like, "Yeah, you guys have unfinished business to do." <laughs> I feel I feel like you definitely could have lobbied for it. Um, and if I would have heard that too, I I'd have probably been like, "Yeah, let's see that rematch happening," because I think you two are the and give each other the most cra- you give him a lot of crap for you know oh yeah. winning it and then he you know he eats it up and is like yeah i i squatteth upon the throne well i i know bob can take it and yeah. i've I, so bob was the first person i've known from this group mm-hmm. and um i've yeah I, f- I feel like i know bob pretty well and i can give him a massive amount of crap and i do and i enjoy it and it's fun um he does a pretty good job at giving it back, which I appreciate. Yeah, no, Bob's such a good sport about it. He can give him, very, you know. Yeah. You know, but he, also, well. the first time we played, like, that was Fire and Blood, which yeah. is not a Raider Spam's friend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, had we met again on Dance of Dragons, man, I don't know how he weathers that storm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that's a lot of activations in a movement type of list. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, all right. Um, so let's move into just some of the stats now. So we'll start out like faction-wide, then we'll go commanders and CUs. Um, so just like the faction breakdown, um, there was two Night's Watch, two Stark, three Free Folk, and three Lannister. So a pretty decent spread. Um, um, I do know if Chad would have made it. I think Chad was the Stark, so it would have been three Stark and two Lannister because Tim filled in playing Lannisters. Um, but a pretty even spread, I would say. Um Night's Watch overall went four, 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 one, and one. Stark went three, two, and one. Free, Free Folk went four and five, and then Lannister went three and six. Just their overall win loss. Mm-hmm. And then, like as we've down. already we've already mentioned here, Free Folk had two mirror matches. So yeah. round one, two they had a mirror match. Round three they had a mirror match. I don't know. I know Stark v Stark ran into each other. No, no, Stark v. Stark didn't happen because I didn't play Dave. Oh. Yeah. Oh, were Free Folk the only mirror matches? Um, I wonder if there was a Lannister v. Lannister. There was a Lannister v. Lannister in the last round, yes. Brandon and Tim? Okay, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Other than, other than that, those are the only two mirror matches that happened the entire tournament. Um, so Commander's breaking down, so... The Night's Watch players only ran two different commanders. They both took Jon Snow and Alistair. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really have the win-loss per commander because we don't. I don't know. I do have some of the um, know which list were played and some of the matchups, other matchups, not 100% sure. So I'm not really looking at the wins-loss here. Um, but just, you know, Jon Snow, Alistair for the um, Night's Watch. Um, Starks, they ran Great John, Rob, and Roderick. Um, I do know Great John went one on one. Rob went two and one, and then Roderick picked up that tie. Right. Um, then free folk. It was Weeper, Tormund, Rattleshirt. Two Weepers, two Tormunds, Rattleshirt. Oh, and Mance. Mance didn't get played at all. I don't think. Um, and then High Sparrow, Gregor, Tyrion. 
um, two Sparrows, one Gregor, three Tyrians. Um, you know, kind of to, the break the pull breakdown of commanders there. To this day, I'm yet to run a Mance commander. Yeah, I've also, I've also never ran a Jamie commander, but Jamie was much more booty than Mance was booty. Yeah, but um, um yeah, I think too. Well, actually, I mean, I'm a little surprised there wasn't more Mance play because getting into the NCU's now, um, Mance was only brought once as an NCU. Yeah, I brought him one game. Yeah, and neither of the other two free folk players brought him. Um, that's crazy to me right there which that was crazy to me that was one of the reasons around my great john list i was more like hey i'm gonna bring this to like have catlin counter him and like you know i can do some stuff against him but, right um so just a quick ncu breakdown so steer was in all the free folk list so he was brought six times Eamon was on all the night's watch list um yeah, can't, was... can't blame anyone there nope um Varus was brought in five total lists, Walder in three, Baelish was just in one. Um, uh, I'll kind of get a little bit more faction specific. So Eamon four times, Craster Nightwatch was only three, Donald Noy was once, Corrin once. Well, Craster Nightwatch, though, three times, that's three out of the four lists, right? Oh, oh yeah. Craster was three out of the four Nightwatch lists. And then um, he was four out of the six free folk yeah. lists. So technically, Craster was actually the highest brought one at seven, um, but just between the two factions. Um, Varys, like I said, was only was brought five times. Walder three, Baelish once. Um, Stark breakdown. Sansa was three. Catelyn was. Sansa was in three list. Catelyn was in two list. Roderick was in two list, and Arya was in two list. And then Eddard was in one list. Um, so not of auto take on Sansa, even though it was pretty close. Um, I do know Dave had the one list. It was Catelyn Eddard, I believe. Um, and then. Lannister-wise, Tyrion was in two lists, Pycelle in two lists, Cersei in one, Joffrey in one, High Sparrow in two, because he was a commander twice. Um, and then Steyr, like I said, six, Mance once, Craster four, Lady Val three, and then Yeager at once. Um, Lady Val three. So I did not bring her in either of my list. Right. So the other two brought her in three out of their four list. Yeah, and I think we did say that Adam brought him in both, or brought her in both, I should say. He yeah. definitely had her in the game we played. Yeah, Adam brought brought Lady Val in both of his lists. Um, Which, once again, it's hard to blame anyone there. She's yeah, no, so she's good. Yeah, I feel like they do. The, the free folk do have the best like combination of um, NCU's, in my opinion, where you can they're cheap and they're relative. For I th- yeah, I think it's because we don't. Well, I say we. I even <laughs> though I'm usurping to Targaryen here, um, they don't have to have that option of neutrals making something op very easily right Mm -hmm. so they just get to be their own thing do their own thing and you know they kind of get their own op stuff right um but statistically that's most breakdown i didn't really dive into what the units were and then like i said we don't i don't have all the all the information on which list were played in every round yes. to get more of a win-loss type of breakdown for like NCUs and commanders and whatnot. And all, all of this will be uploaded to a song of ice and fire stats. If yep. any of you um, are over there, you could go to the gamers Haven tournament. You can just click on tournaments and click on it. You can kind of see everything. It's not fleshed out yet. We're waiting on one player to sign up and submit their list so that we can kind of see the stats and all that good stuff that mm-hmm. uh, Carlo and them do 
the amazing work over there, the song Ice Fire Stats. Yep. So uh, once that does get fully updated, we will drop a link to that on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And besides that, just once again, uh, shout out to Gamers Haven in Parma, Ohio for putting something together coming out of this coming coming out of the this corona stuff and then also there was the events taking on going on in a lot of the major cities over this last um handful of days and you know cleveland was one of them that was having some issues granted we were about 25 minutes away from downtown cleveland so you know but still, still, it was, you know, there was some questions the night before, like, hey, you know, are we still good in the morning? And um, Brandon, the store owner, he's like, I'm going to be up at, you know, like 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I think he knew someone uh, on the PD. And he's like, I'll get a hold of them and make sure, like, everything's cool. So, yeah, appreciate the hell out of all that. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Awesome. Um, it was awesome even showing up there, too. Great store. Yes, very nice store. If you're if you're ever in the area or willing to make the drive, um, it's it's pretty awesome place. They have a lot of room for gaming, which is nice. Yes, yeah, they got the open. T- we use we're using all the open tables, and they had a couple private rooms for smaller sessions. I do know like a D and D session was going on when we were there. I saw their books. And everything. I know. I wanted to. Ha- I wanted to hang out, but all my games. I know, I like, too. <laughs> all, my, all my games took so long. I didn't get to hang out for any of the D and D stuff. Yeah um but yeah that's so that is the wrap-up of the tournament that we did the in-person tournament that we did on the 31st um do you got anything else? Not just uh you know thanks everybody for hanging out yep thanks for hanging out you can find us on facebook um spotify and all the other listening devices um but that's all we got for tonight thanks for joining us terrific see everybody later bye <laughs>